HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Tabard Inn, new American cuisine in one of Washington, D.C.'s oldest hotels, located in DuPont Circle. For more information, visit tabardinn.com. Today's program has been brought to you by Route 11 Potato Chips. Made with a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. For more information, visit www.rt11.com. Ever heard of a popcorn-driven robot? This week on Meet and 3, we're bringing you stories about the intersection of food and tech. We're interested in building swarms of many cheap, small robots and powering them and driving them forward with as little effort and as little energy as possible. We cover tech by land. Imagine if you could cut fresh microgreens onto your salad and eat it while the greens are still fresh and nutritious and delicious and alive. That dream is real. We cover tech by sea. We're building software-based business services to help shellfish growers uh, manage and grow their business. And we cover tech in the social media stratosphere. So it's not really necessarily an indictment on food media or, or media consumption at all. It's really, it's, it's how the robots decided that they were going to weight human interaction. Tune in and get techie this week on Meet and 3. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Souther Teague of Amoria Margo and the co-host of The Speakeasy right here on Heritage Radio Network. You know, my favorite thing to do every week is to come here and be on the show. I have lots of jobs, I'm a very busy person, um, and I do this because I love it. I get to sit down and talk to all my heroes for about an hour every week. It's incredible, and I hope that you enjoy it, making a great effort to share with you. We'd like you to share back with us. It's our summer fundraiser, and we'd love for you to donate uh, at heritageradionetwork.org forward slash donate. You can click on the beating heart, and you can even choose shows that you'd like to donate to specifically, and you can also choose a recurring monthly uh, gift. Uh, and for all that, we'd be greatly appreciative. Thank you so much. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. Hey, buddy. How you been? Uh, I'm just trying to cool off, man. Yeah. It's been a long, hot week. Yes, it was. Down in New Orleans for yeah. both of us. For Tales of the Cocktail. Woohoo! Yeah. It was a good time. 
It was it was kind of quiet this year, right? There were less, I think, less attendees this year. Um, I think people were still trying to get over the hurt from from what went on with the situation last year. Mm-hmm. But I, I I hope you noticed. I noticed that Neil Bodenheimer and the new Solomon family taking over made a lot of big changes. Yeah, it was really cool, and like actually, the vibe overall, like across the city, was a lot more chill and like kind of like just. Being way cooler. I think so. Yeah, well, way cooler in the well, 160 Yeah, exactly. 56% humidity yeah. heat. Everyone was very, like, just, I don't know. It was. It felt like kind of like the original like community again. I think so, too. It was like a reset. Yeah. I hope. Well, I hope that that's what's going to happen. Um, lots of more uh, inclusive and diverse uh, programming. I loved the fact that they had the, uh, the, whole, the whole week long at the um, New Orleans uh, Athletic Center was d- dedicated to... Uh, yoga classes, AA meetings, uh, mental health and wellness meetings. I, I, I led one of them over there. Everybody knows I've been pretty vocal about that kind of stuff with Kat Kinsman, who's been mm-hmm. on the show before. Um, so I think a lot of you know programming was, was designed to be a, a whole lot more uh, inclusive and, and, and responsible, which I think, I, think the, I think it needed. You know? yeah. It was getting a little out of hand. Yeah, and you know, honestly, like that said, responsibility, it was like, it didn't feel like such a... It did, definitely there was some... like. Joviality involved, uh, oh, you know, hanging out and drinking and stuff. But it didn't seem like it was all about parties this time. You know, it like kind of well, even some of the even some of the else. activations were more sort of relaxing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Altos Bodega was just a huge two floor space where there was tons of tables and seats, and you could just kind of hang out and chat like and board games. And, there was like uh, yeah. some music, live exactly. music, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so there were a lot of activations like that, and. You know, my uh, my seminar uh, was sold out. The panel I was on about uh, single focus bars, and very, everyone was very engaged. And just like the one we did last year, we had to take more questions after our time was up out in, out in the hallway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it was a great new beginning for Tales. Yeah, I'm very excited cool. about. It. And we uh, we got to go to we the, got to go uh, to the Spirited, Spirited Awards. Awards. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, nothing, I popped a bottle of champagne am- in the theater. Nothing amazing happened Almost there. Almost cut it in my hat. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Um, I, just, I, I caught it in my hat, but it bounced out. It bounced a hard. You had your hard. Uh, it was a hard hat straw hat. On. Hard yeah. straw hat. We went to the Spirited Awards. We got all dressed up, uh, and then we did not get invited up on stage to to win for our category of best broadcast podcast or video series. The title went to the kind of undisputed champion, Dave Wondrich, of uh, of his new his brand new baby podcast with Noah Ruthbaum on the Daily Beast called uh, Life Behind Bars. Congratulations to those guys. Nice guys. Now they have enough <laughs> plates to have a proper dinner party. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're up against Wondrich for any award... You're coming in second. Coming in second. At best. <laughs> at best. Yeah. That's, um, that's the jam. What was... Uh, so you got back and immediately... You went to a concert last night. I did. Um, you know, uh, recently we had a friend of mine in the studio, Val, uh, who's a drummer for uh, Haley... Um, Oh, crap. I always forget the name of the band. Anyway, she was on stage uh, last night. Uh, Haley Kiyoko, that's it, on stage at Madison Square Garden. Sold out show, opening band for a little little number called Panic at the Disco. Crazy, crazy crowd. And I got to go see her just thrash away. It was inspirational. She looked like a river of joy and emotion up there beating those drums. Um, Very It's cool. great to know that I have friends who are outside of my own business who are enjoying, you know, the the rewards of hard work which are, you know, tons of success. So, it's really interesting to get to go to that. Yeah. I'd never been to Madison Square Garden. Right out of Tales of the Cocktail. I can't believe you went to a concert. Yeah, no. Probably crashed real hard right after that. Huh? I did. I slept for 12 hours last night. So, Good. that's more sleep Good than I've you. had in any 4-day period in the last year. 
Nice. <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty peppy today. All right. Yeah, I can already tell. Which is great because we have some great people in the studio. Um, I'm calling this episode the Gatekeepers. Um, <laughs> we have uh, Santi Dady from PDT. Please don't tell. We've definitely had some folks on from there. Jim Meehan um, has been on Jeff in the Bell's past. Been on. Uh, and uh, so she mans the phones and also does uh, other work there. She gets behind the bar from time to time. Uh, and then we've got Josh Polina. He's the door guy. Stands outside, rain or shine, s- summer or winter, uh, at PDT, my neighbor. Or sorry, at Death and Company, my neighbor, right there on Sixth Street uh, in the East Village. So we got two folks in the studio who keep the gates of some of the most uh, popular bars in New York City. Thanks for being in the studio. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Thanks a lot for having us. Guys. Yeah, man. Well, I think it's going to be <laughs> it's interesting and educational for the two of us, which means then, and I think it's going to be at least uh, listen-worthy for our audience to understand what it is you guys do and how you do it and how you deal with people. Because we here... I really need to know because I, I freak out. Like, if I have to kick people out and I do like more regularly than I want to, I had to kick someone out last night. Jesus. It's what, a, you it's running just, a roadhouse over there? Yeah, basically. <laughs> but I've gotten to this point in my career where like I've had to do it so many times that I just like have lost my patience. And I just like fucking flip out, and like I've had to, I've had to take myself off the schedule for like a week to recover, because, to recover, yeah, to emotionally like reset. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's not the kind of <laughs> shit you guys are having to deal yeah, with. You tell me I'm just more curious right on how you deal with say, working the door at PDT is like being a punching bag yeah. all night long. I'm sure. So you have to just recover really quickly. And you've been there for five years. Six and a half. Six and a half years. Uh, manning the phones, and, and you, now you do some bar shifts too, right? I don't bartend there. Oh, no? I bartend at Lion Lion. Okay. Um, but I also do the floor, bar back sometimes, whatever they need. Yeah. Well, after that long in, in a space that small, you just start doing everything that yeah, needs to exactly. be done. Yeah, exactly. So talk to us a little bit. Let's start with you then. Let's, let's talk to us a little bit about how, how your day goes. You guys do take reservations, but only day of, and you only start answering the phone at 3 p.m., yeah, so Jim's concept was that taking same-day reservations would uh, lower the amount of cancellations or no-shows, which I think is, is good. Yeah. Uh, what happens is that the phone lines, it's like a flood at 3 p.m., and and like people will finally get through after like 150 calls, Oof. and they'll be disappointed that the only reservation I have available is 6 p.m. or 2 a.m., and nothing in between and they're like well i've been calling a hundred times and I, I understand that they've worked really hard but just basically all these calls are pinging off of one phone line right so we book really quickly which is amazing and then we open at six and we're full from six thirty till two which every is day. every day working the weekends is a whole different ball game than working on the weekdays because the wait can get up to three hours. and that's Because you do hold some seats for walk-ins, We have right? bar seats for walk-ins, and then all the tables are done by reservation. Right. So we have 13 seats, and on a weekend, I'll fill three pages of names. So that's 60 names per page times three. And those are parties of like two or three or five. So I have like hundreds of people vying for 13 seats. And it gets... Um, it's like a funnel, basically. Yeah. Like the door is like a funnel yeah. with like a very fine stream of people that are like able sands to through in. the hourglass. Exactly. <laughs> so it's I've learned so much in um, having to deal with people, like observing them within like ten seconds, and like I'm going to say making a judgment. Yeah. On like if they're 
patient yeah. if they're going to come back, if they're going to come back sober enough to be able sure, to... Sure, that's another thing you've got. If you've yeah. got a three-hour wait, I'm going to go wait at another bar. Yeah. I might be coming back to you Maybe far two or three <laughs> other bars. I might be far past where you wanted me to be in your bar in the first place. Exactly. Our bar is a great place for a nightcap if you haven't gone too far. If, yeah. if you aren't already past <laughs> so, the nightcap stage. Exactly. So, so then, I mean, part of making that judgment call is like, I mean, you're essentially like screening people if they're like, yeah, like... I mean, the obvious thing that you don't do in that situation as a customer trying to get in, like, and you're on a three-hour wait, it's like, ah, let's just go down, like, to Cherry Hill Tavern or, or like, go to, like, Niagara for three hours. Right. You don't say that out loud right in front of you. Well, they do say that sometimes. <laughs> but, but also, you're like, I, you know what, actually, I don't think we're going to be able to get you in tonight. Yeah, One yeah, of the yeah. things that's <laughs> been a benefit about PDT being so established is that it it kind of also was the catalyst for a lot of bars in the neighborhood. So I send them over to Amori Margo course, if I think you. they're cool. Sometimes they're not. Well, I'd appreciate you keeping those to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I send all those to Death and Company. Oh. Uh, no, no. I send, I send, I send every... You know, I, I do the same thing. We all do the same thing. I read my guests, and, you know, if they're at my bar and they're having a great time and they're nice to me and nice to the people around them, and they say, where should we go next? I definitely give them a good rec. Go to Bargoto. It's my favorite place. Yeah, we all have but each if they're, other's numbers. But if they're kind of yeah. shitheads, I'm like, yeah. that's a great place next door called Cherry Tavern, which yeah. I, I love. It's a great bar. It's just a dive bar, though. Pool table, kind of yeah. unlevel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I read my guests and send them where I think they need to go. You have to balance <laughs> yeah. expectations. Telling somebody to wait three hours for a drink is very uncommon. Yeah. We're, we live in a very kind of uber 1% of, of the world that, that deals with that problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. You got to wait three yeah. hours for a drink, Damon. How do you feel? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I probably have a flask on me. I don't know. But, that, but but that's the other thing. PDT and bars like, we'll get to you, Josh, in a sec. PDT and, and, and Death and & Company, uh, those are bars that are not just about the drink. It's the experience. Right. Right? So There's a lot of like cocktail tourism that goes on, too. You just yeah. want to get in the space to say, I was in that space. Yeah. That's, I, I kind of shot from... myself in the foot when I opened Grand Army because I was like, I was like, I don't want to have a door policy. I don't want to just be like, just kind of flood the bar, but still like doing cocktails. And that really, that's why I have to kick people out all the time. Because there's no screening at the yeah. door. And, you know, we're doing like boozy, stirred cocktails and a lot of them. Right. I mean, we do a little, we do a lot of volume at that bar. So- and the thing is like. I, I wish all the time that I had someone like watching the door and like. Well, so let's talk about that. Let's get Josh. Josh, so you see the actual person because you don't take reservations at Death and Co. No, we don't. You open every day at six, we and then you kind of immediately are on a wait. Yep, it's first come, first served. Uh, you show up, and that's when we start taking people in. Um, thing is, with screening, it's all about you, when you wait that long to get a drink. It's got to be a positive experience. Everybody in there has to be on that same level. Right. Relax. You get one party in a room of 50 people with negative vibe, and that's going to screw up the whole thing that we got going on. So that's, as the door person, that's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, <laughs> identifying well, that I think, I think a as lot soon of, as possible. I think a lot of folks who come to bars, especially like, like yours or any bar in general, they they don't understand exactly what your job is, yeah. right? Your job isn't to to 
check their ID are you to see the how bouncer? old they are. Exactly. Are, are you the bouncer? Well, you're the doorman. Fortunately, we don't have to bounce very much at Death and Co. Right. Uh, it's uh, right. Yeah. It's but people get get confused when they're like. I'm clearly 48 years old. You don't need to see my ID. You're not looking at their ID. You're making yeah, sure that they're exactly. sober. You're engaging them in conversation. You're looking exactly. them in the sure, eye and seeing yeah. if they can look back at you. Like If they yeah. can find their ID. You right. Know? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Can't find your ID. Maybe you don't have your wallet. I don't want you going inside without any money. Yeah. Because exactly. I want some of it. In training all the new hosts, I'm always like, this. the act of asking for ID is not really to see how old they are. Exactly. No, yeah. never. It's to gauge them, their body language, their ability to receive an instruction and follow it. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, My ID, uh, I'm clearly 38 years old. <laughs> or yeah. like. Yeah, it was just produce it. Like, come on. Just <laughs> yeah. I produce didn't, it. I didn't, yeah. It's like. It's I, a reasonable request. I want to see yeah, you, like, uh, you know, see your, 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 your level of dexterity. So Can you get into your wallet and out? Yeah. Like how also that drunk attitude, are you? you yeah. know, that, oh, like, of because again, they don't really understand what you're asking for. They think you're just checking their age. Yeah. So back to you, Josh. You get pretty much immediately any given night. I assume. I mean, I'm yeah. right next door, so I see it. There's a yeah. line building up before you open. Yes. You come out. You have 48 seats, right? Yeah. Close to. In go 48 people. You're on immediate wait. Yeah. How does it start from there? Then what's the first guy who doesn't get to get in the door? How does he feel? Well, that's the thing. Uh, a lot of times, <laughs> yeah. there will be more people. Because <laughs> he's, he's in the worst yeah. position. He realizes yeah. everybody just went in, meaning no yeah. one's leaving immediately. Yeah, I'm going to be exactly. in line. I'm, I'm in line for a while. Well, I send them down the street. You know, we Martin, have a yes. great trio of bars down there. Uh, you know, it's try to create a positive out of, you know, it's, it's having to wait doesn't have to be a negative thing. Uh, it's creating, you know, maybe they're coming to Death & Co., but, you know, uh, they stop by Moria Margo. They stop by Mother of Pearl, Cienfuegos. Blue Quarter. And, uh, Blue Quarter. They, <laughs> I, I, I have been sending people over there. Um, you. you know, they end up going over there. It starts their experience off in a positive way. And they come back. Maybe they're, you know, a couple drinks in. They're ready to continue the experience. Great time there. Um, you know, so it, it's all about, um, you know, for us as a door person, facilitating that, uh, you know, turning a somewhat seemingly negative sure. thing into a positive and helping them. How long does the wait get at Death & Company? Well, uh, you know, uh, we'll get up to, most I've seen it for a wait for a party or two has been about 55 parties. So when you... When right, you they tell don't, they them, don't count it by time, they count it by parties over there, right? Yeah, we, we do not quote and, times. Don't time, yeah. yeah, we don't quote times because it's impossible to quote it's ludicrous. times. Ludicrous. Yeah. Um, That's the other thing I think it's very interesting to talk about real quickly is that, is that. I think um, the, the general public thinks that you can give them a time because they're used to going to restaurants. But at exactly. a restaurant, you can look at a table and be like, they're on dessert, they're leaving soon. Yes. There's but at a bar, they're finishing their drink, they're having another. They ordered, yeah. the, they got the check, they paid the check. Oh, they decided to have another. Yeah. Like it's, they ran into someone uh, yeah. that was the next party and sat next to them. They started like, chatting them up. Let's yeah. do it. Exactly. Let's have some more drinks. But also, like, the, <laughs> the thing is, like, that whole mentality of, of quoting people all times, it's such a fucking American thing, I feel like. Sure. Right. It like, doesn't really exist anywhere else. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, just hang out until, like, your table's ready. Uh, right. We don't know. Like, yeah. when you're in, like, Italy or France, sure. it's like, no one quotes you times. That's just yeah. something that, like, there's got to be that immediate, like, I need to know now. Right. This you tell, them, ten, you tell them 10 minutes, and 11 minutes later, they're up, they're up in your face. They're freaking out. Where yeah. You said 10 minutes, 11 minutes ago. Okay, back to 55 people ahead <laughs> of them. 
And what, Which, did, the, what did that poor bastard think? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> you know, th- you can have all those people come to the door and put their name and number down, uh, but it's just a wait list. You know, these people aren't guaranteed to come back. That's what I always sure. tell people. It's 55 put, ahead of put, you, but let's, let's, you know, let's, let's say take, they all cancel. Let's take 10 of happens. them out for attrition, so it's 45. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I never, you know, that's the thing. I, I, I never say, hey, we're, we don't have anything left for tonight. Say, put your name and number down, you know, if you get the text, you know. If you get it, you get it. You get it. Yeah, sometimes I'll call 20 people. One or two might say they're coming back, and then they don't. Yeah. And then I'm... Because they're not having fun, having a drink somewhere else. I get it. Like, I get it. That's the flip side of, like, that's the spinning a positive is, like, you know, like, telling your your people on the wait list, it's like, you know what? Most of these people are going to cancel, or they're going to, like, go to dinner, and they're going to be stuck there, or whatever. And then, then, like, I can't tell you that you're like the 51st, 55th person in line, but you could be the fifth, <laughs> right. you know? Exactly. True. It's very, very possible that yeah. that's going to happen. There's um, a lot of volatility, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It churns and changes. All right, we're about at the midway point. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Uh, we're going to come back and talk to Santi and Josh about uh, what, if anything, they can do to get up the list. No, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> All right, we'll Unless be right you're back. us. Yeah, you'll be right back. <laughs> I never flex that muscle. Come on. All right, we'll be right back. The following program has been brought to you by Tabard Inn. Tabard Inn, Washington, D.C.'s quintessential small hotel, is located on a quiet, tree-lined street just five blocks from the White House. Vibrant yet unassuming, the Tabard is comprised of 40 sleeping rooms, each unique in character and design. Feast on eclectic American cuisine in their acclaimed restaurant, or enjoy a cocktail and listen to live jazz in one of their cozy Victorian seating areas. Mingle with travelers from around the world who find the Tabard the only place to stay when taking their travels to Washington. For more information, visit TabardIn.com. following program has been brought to you by Route 11 Potato Chips. From the moment Route 11 Potato Chips dropped their first batch of chips back in the early days of 1992, they understood their destiny as a high-quality producer. Instead of succumbing to the frenzy of mass production, they took advantage of their small size and made chipping a personal art form. The payoff was immediate. An incredible potato chip. With a secret recipe and superior ingredients, their mission is to make an outstanding product in a safe and clean environment. In this world of uncertainty that we live in, Route 11 Potato Chips believes comfort food should be just that. Know where your food comes from. For more information, visit rt11.com. Hello, we are back. (laughs) Welcome back. All right. So... Well, this, this has been an interesting show. No, I'm fascinated me. by all this. So we were just getting to the point where, all right, now we've got people who are in line. And sometimes what happens at my bar, at Amori Mart, because I'm kind of weirdly located, not in between the two of you, but something like that. I get, I get some of your runoff. Uh, and folks from, that are online for Death & Co., they've got a waiting. You've given them a quote. 50, yeah. 50, 50 guests ahead of you, or whatever well, it is. Yeah. Um, they'll often sit there, and two things happen. One, one thing that happens a lot is they'll say, I don't think they're ever going to call us. We're not. We're not dressed well enough. We don't look good enough, and and that's not true, right? 
No, it's a purely democratic process of... Ooh, democratic. <laughs> yeah, I was well, we see how that's first. working out. I yeah. tell people, we're not a nightclub. It doesn't matter yeah. how many girls or guys you have. And, I, and I'm trying to be like PC about this, but I also want, kind of want to like explain to them, like, your gender is not an issue here. Sure. Yeah. The height we, of your heels doesn't matter. We just take people's names. We call them in the order that they come. Yep. Exactly. If it just so if, happens if that the bar's full of douchey bros, like... And you're just like, God damn it, I guess we have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no, I mean, off the they, air you mentioned, there's no pay in your way in, right? No, definitely not. Um, you know, uh, that would be the worst case scenario. Somebody comes in, uh, you know, jumps the line because they paid their way in. People offer me money all the time. Um, uh, it's a lot I, of fortitude to say no, Josh. The well, difficulty you know, is once, if they pay their way in and they sit down and they, Get ask for Budweiser, which we don't have, or something like that. Then they start to critique the experience because they're exactly. not having the not level of service for. that they wanted. They didn't know? have to earn it, yeah. Exactly, yeah. and then the entitlement and and the yeah. guest experience can kind of yes. diminish exactly. really quickly. <laughs> so you want to make sure that people are respectful of the space that that you've allowed them in. But Josh, you were saying you're fine with getting a tip on their way out, right? Oh yeah, um, you know I I take my job very very seriously, uh, and I know once they go inside, they're going to have one of the best uh, you know drinks experiences that there is to have in this country in this in the world. world. Yeah, I, I really truly it's a world-class believe that. bar. I trust my servers, my bartenders, the utmost. I want them to get taken care of. I'm, I'm, I, I am paid handsomely for the job I do, but what I always say is, yes, I do accept tips, but leave it till the end. If you, after your whole experience, feel like I deserve something, I will accept that tip, but tip, tips not you are bribes. not paying your way in. You're not tips paying not your bribes, way in. Tips not bribes, yes. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, so what about the customer, for both of you, that like that is traveling from somewhere else could be internationally or, or domestic. Oh, the sob stories that, I get at the bar uh, are incredible. Mm, yeah. they, they've read about this bar forever. They yeah. know that like both of the bars that you work at are like the top bars in the, in the world in New York yeah. city. And they, they get here and like, they're used to the, you know, like the, the quote on the time and all the stuff. And then like they wait three hours, they get in and then they sit down and, you don't have like Stoli vanilla or whatever, Tito's. you know, Tito's or that. Yeah. And then like, well, I think you just described the wrong person then they didn't read about it and have an expectation of it. Right. No, they just, but they didn't read all the way through. Like sure. a lot of people yeah. just, gotcha. they just like, this Headlines. is the number one Headlines. bar. You're right. Yeah. And then like, yeah. So like, I mean, right. that definitely working the door is definitely all about balancing expectations. Like I'll get somebody who's come in and I'm like, okay, the wait's an hour and a half or however long approximately because you do kind of want some wiggle room you've got to be a little vague but still ballpark it in a reasonable time frame and they're like i came all the way from new jersey and yeah. I'm like okay well exactly. like there's three parties ahead of you that came from australia or, or like london or, or south africa or whatever yeah. you know they came from very far flights internationally and it's not about the distance that you've traveled it's about the time that you came in, how many people are ahead of you, and how patient you are. And so these stories, as interesting as they are, don't impact the democracy. <laughs> yeah. But then you can, you know, on the other side, you got people who, you know, say they live 
outside of the country or, uh, you know, California or wherever they're from. And they, they come up and like, this is my dream to be here. That's, that's such a different, you know, I'm going to listen to that in a different way than, well, listen to how far I had to travel to get here. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's about framing it. However I wanted to travel. Yes. yes yeah, it's I keep track it. of people who I think are definitely going to be more responsive to my calls. Like yeah. if they've checked in with me twice, they have a great attitude. I know that, you know, it's 1 a.m. on a Saturday and people have waited almost three and a half, four hours to get in. That person who's checked in twice, who still has a great attitude is going to be more responsive than the 15 people that I have to call, you know? And I do keep that in mind because the door person, uh, at least for me, because I get to be inside my bar, whereas you have to be outside your bar. Yes. And And (laughs) I do want to touch on that. So I I get to manage the vibe of the room uh, and I walk around and I bus and I serve as well during during my shift so that I can like move tables quickly. So I'm a floor assistant as well as like the gatekeeper. Right. So that probably gives you a little bit of a better uh, gauge on timing. Yeah. Cause you're, exactly. you're Cause involved. I can see and check in. You're touching the table. You're talking to them. Yeah. Oh, I'm clearing this drink. Are you going to have another? You can casually ask. And if mm-hmm. they say no, you, you've got an idea that they're leaving. I can right? go back to the door and be like, all right, this is where these people are at. Right. I yeah. can get you in, in this amount well, of time. Cause what's a, it's 48 at death. And what do you got at PT seats? Um, we have three booths that can fit eight so and then like a smaller booth in the back 13 bar seats and two tables that can be two or three tops right spare stool so there's fluctuating like max capacity it's like 50 ish right that's so similar at bursting, but that's really bursting yeah bursting at the seams yeah do you at those larger tables, the ones that seat eight? Do you communal? Do you make those communal? Will you sit two fours or whatever? Well, oh, this is a good story that I wanted to say. Excellent um, segue. It is highly discouraged to do do that because sometimes exactly. people won't get along with each other, and so especially because it's a booth style instead of like a long family table. Uh, there have been moments when we do have to throw out people at PDT, and generally speaking, most people come in. And they understand, especially because of the process of waiting and the transformative experience that you have coming from a super rowdy hot dog restaurant where the counter girls are yelling and screaming and the music is really loud and there's just like bros like throwing ketchup into their faces and stuff like that. Right, for the, quickly, for the uninformed, <laughs> it's uh, uh, PDT is located inside of Criff Dogs, which is a, a well-known hot dog shop in New York City. So the vibe is very, yeah. very different. You go from, like, loud, super high energy into something that we hope to make calm and, like, uh, warm. Yeah, it's, and like, transportive. You get taken from the streets of New York through this, like you said, rowdy hot dog joint, and then you're in this booth. serene sort of den of calm... Cocktails. Calm yeah, cocktails. So, um, unfortunately, I wasn't there this night, but uh, some the host was like eager to fit in as many people towards the end of the night, and he made one table communal. And I think that they had gotten into um, a political argument that didn't go well. Mm, and go figure. 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's a great conversation with strangers. No <laughs> politics, no religion. Not right now, anyway. Apparently, I guess uh, one of the guests was antagonizing the other and kept on eating his tater tots. And so the guy flipped the table and said, get your hands off, get your fascist hands off my tater tots. <laughs> Okay, that's a that's slogan nice. for a t-shirt right there. <laughs> PDT, get your fascist hands off my tater tots. And they had to be removed. Yeah. But making tables communal, it's not really the best setting because we're a bar that we try to keep parties focused on each other. Like if you came with a certain person, pay attention to the person you're with. It's not a bar for like mingling. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Similar experience, Josh? Well, oh, yeah. We, I mean, I would say just I want to interject real quick. Mingling happens at the bar. It doesn't happen at tables. Truth. Yeah. True. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We observe those uh, golden milk and honey rules. Uh, you're familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, you know, you don't, you don't walk up to another table and start talking to them in death and right. go. It's a, you know, if you're sitting right next to them at the bar, of course, you know, it's, that would be, you know. It'd be rude not to, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we have guests. Yeah, no, on, a, on a regular basis, uh, try to go over um, the different tables, and and we shut that down immediately. Uh, it well, goes, it, it, goes to the same thing as it's similar at PDT, right? Yeah. It's seating room yeah. only, so you're seated the whole time. Are, are they going standing, over to yeah. other tables to like hit on people? Mm-hmm. Or Not that, that or it? just you know, yeah, people. They're at a bar. They some people. You they know, they, the, yeah, yeah. You start used getting to a little like loose, and yeah. you see somebody across the room, and you, you know, but it's it's not the bar for that. Correcting well, people's behavior in a way that they still feel welcome and they don't yeah. feel chastised is also very difficult. That mm-hmm. sounds like a nightmare to me. Like trying to get someone to go to their table or whatever. Like they're like for me, if I'm I'm always sitting at the bar at yeah. at both of those places because I I go there to sit at the bar. Yeah. I like talking to the bartenders. Yeah. And but you're, like, I'm friends with the bartenders. On these occasions, you're typically rolling solo too, right? Though it's one or two. Mixed. Yeah, right. yeah. But yeah. I like I like going to bar solo anyway, or like yeah. with one other person. I don't like to take a whole crew in because I know that, like, for instance, like going to PDT, it's like I usually like I I try to be like kind of in and out. Yeah, yeah. And you know, pick up those. I mean, I'll throw this I'll throw this into the mix. I don't go to PDT or, or Death and Co very often because I feel like I'm in the way. Yeah, I feel I, like you I'm guys are a machine, and you're cruising, and I don't want to well, get in the way. Well, you know what? It, as but that's just me as a bar owner. But, also, yeah, but you're always welcome. Thank you. I, I, don't, I don't ever feel not welcome. As, as but I do feel like, oh, maybe I'll go late at night. Or typically, when I go to Death and Company these days, it's like when I'm walking by and I see him outside. Yeah, and he's like, "What's up, dude? I'm going to. I'm like walking to see you at a morning Margo. I'm like, man, what's up? I'm like, like, I don't know. We, we talk real quick. Easy and then, in for I'm two like, minutes. Who's who's working tonight? Oh, so so I'm like. It's like you should Got go it. say hi. I bet they'd like it if you said you hi. Come in for a shot. So yeah. I, I go in for a shot, but I'm in and out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's no standing room in that bar. Well, or in you know, I mean, like, well, not just that there's no quickly. room, but it's you're not you know it's yeah. not you're not you're encouraged not to stand. Right. Yeah. Sort of strongly yeah. encouraged, right? Uh, well, what I always do, um, like it, I I tend to roll solo uh, when I'm out and about and when I'm traveling. Uh, you know, so uh, in March uh, I went to Europe for a month and I was going to these cocktail bars by myself. I was traveling by myself and I, I learned the importance of feeling welcome when you're just by yourself. Uh, so I always, you know, I always try to have a way to make a solo happen at the bar, Mm -hmm. you know, so that, you know, you guys come by. Yeah. 
come come in, come sit down. You know, I, you know, it's we love to have friends and family in. Uh, it's kind of a it's a nice change of pace. Uh, our we we don't have you know we have our regulars, but it's not like a regular bar. I would say probably experience the same thing at PDT. You know, it's not like you get the same person every single night. It's Thank not God. a bar like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's same for me at Amore. It's, it's a bar that doesn't generate a, your daily regular. I have yeah. I have weeklies, and I have definitely, like, monthlies. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. I feel like if you, like, not to say that people should be frequent guests at those bars, but, like... Should. There's, there are many. Yeah, but the thing is... I mean, is, the Death & Co. book has caricatures you, of their regulars. Yeah, yeah. Right, but I'm saying, like, being a regular... I don't know. I guess, like, to me, it's like I, I'm hearing about, like, all these people making these reservations. And if you're, like, constantly in there, you're kind of, like, taking seats away from people no, who, no. like, it, might we, not get that experience. W- within this structure, as as the door person, I always try to make room for somebody to walk up. Now, I, I, Good thing about, like, somebody right. who's a semi-regular, not daily, but, like, weekly or Oh, yeah, or I whatever. forgot you said that, like, when you go to PUT, the, the bar is, like, reserved for, like, kind of, like, Walk-ins, rather reservations. The bar is walk-in only. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Right. Which so, is why I always sit there. <laughs> that's fascinating. I didn't know that. The whole just, bar is walk-in only. We, yeah, you, you, you said that, but it didn't click to me that the whole thing. Sometimes when people call, because we only have two smaller tables for two tops or three tops, so sometimes when people call, they can request the bar, and if I have two bar seats open, I'll put them at the bar and then put a walk-in at, the, at a table. Got it. But um, huh. the benefit of having like semi-weekly regulars is that they have an understanding of the vibe and the room and, and they respect are respectful. It. And so you know that you, like, already off the bat, you know that these guests are going to behave themselves. Right. Yeah. You're hedging your exactly. own bets in that regard. Yeah. So, I, it, I've often told people who come to my bar, I get a lot of international travelers, and often they're alone because they're here on business or whatever, so they're not traveling with their partners or what have you. And I say to them, a good hack, and I could be totally wrong, but I, I've assumed always a good hack to try and get into your places specifically because you're so close by, is to go right up to the door person and say, I'm in town from far away. I just want the experience. I'm here for one. I'll pay in cash. Like, I'm telling you right now, I'm down for 20 minutes. If you've got a space that you haven't uh, reserved and you know that there's a 20-minute gap, I'll be that gap. Well, f- for us, uh, we never want to rush the experience. Sure. Um, you know, when, once you come in, I want you to stay yeah. as long as you'd like. I would never a be... A rush drink yeah. for a group is 40 minutes, and that's a rush. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, yeah I was right. going to say, like, so, so whenever you have these reservations at PDT, do you have, like, a time limit on them, or is it just, like... No, we stagger the reservations throughout the evening, and generally it works out. Works out. Cool. Yeah. Well, you got 10, we, 10 our, years of practice. Our policy, you know, like we have our rules or guidelines um, written in the bathroom, and it's like, you know, don't hit on strangers. Please stay seated. Don't make out. Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> um, we will ask for the table back after an hour after the last drink is ordered. But we're so busy once people pay the check, we're like, okay, great. We've got a next party ready for you. So you also, like, again, it's all this um, correcting of behavior because people are not, this is a different type, type of bar. Sure. So when you're asking for the table back, you have to be very positive. When you're asking people to sit down but still have a good time and not feel, like, chastised, you have to be very positive. When you're asking people not to make out, <laughs> that can be a little... That's my least... That's the most, like, sensitive one. Yeah. Where you have to go, and I'm like, Hey, guys, how are you? No PDA, PDT. Like, something kind of dorky. <laughs> PDT. 
and, at PDT. Yeah. <laughs> That's another T-shirt. <laughs> and um, and you know sometimes they won't understand it, and then they, I get called back, and they're like, "What do you mean PDA?" And um, then I have to explain it. So Which makes it even more do- dorky yeah. and awkward, but also gets the message across. I, I've, I have to be like, "Oh, just you know, everybody's in the room. This isn't your bedroom." Yeah. So just like we you know, can all see you. I have I have yeah. had like and we're all looking at you. I've had somebody argue with me that their love and the expression of their love was inspiring everyone else in the room yeah. to be in love. To vomit. And I was like <laughs> and, and, and asking me about the policy. And I you know, I have to say it as civilly as possible, but I'm like, hey, well, you know, this is your bartender's workspace. He's three feet away from you. Do people come into your workspace and lick each other's faces? Right. And that didn't really also... That didn't get, it didn't get absorbed, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, we were both trying to... We were reasoning with each other. Sure. I have a... Uh, it's a rare occasion, but I have condoms that I had made that, that have the I Heart Bitters emblem like my, my, my pen does, and I'll just drop the check with a condom. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm helping you out. Next step. Next step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, let's talk about the. You said you had the guy. You weren't there that night, but the guy that flipped the table over. That's pretty extreme. Josh, you have any uh, extreme? I had to grab somebody by the scruff of the neck and haul him out of there. That, uh, you that, know, that just don't picture that happening in either of those bars. I've had to kick somebody out who's smoking a cigarette inside Crift Dogs. I took them out by their ear. I love that. Well, <laughs> once people get inside at Death and Co, uh, small but mighty. Something. Yeah, it's very rare that you know somebody causes a scene inside. It's a lot of you know that's the thing is screening at the door. Sure, uh, I've had people. It's a testament to you uh, doing a good job yeah. if that shit doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you've learned your lesson. Oh you've, yes, you've... <laughs> yeah, something had to teach you. Oh yeah, I get people. Uh, you know. I've had people take swings at me, oh. uh, you know, because you are exposed out there. Uh, you know, yell every uh, name under the sun, and like, man, it's 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 a drink. Also, you know, violence, doing my job. <laughs> violence and anger are not going to make me want you yeah, to come I don't know in. what and, you're trying to accomplish. I think also, here. and a lot of people don't understand that. Like, if you're nice, civil, then you will be rewarded. Yes. If you scream at me and you call me names and yeah. you're aggressive to people, sure. you're, you're not, not cooperative. Your the very nature of being a gatekeeper. Yeah. Then, you yeah. are the one that can control the gate. Then I'm less willing to comply with you because if you're volatile out here. What are you going to be in there? If, yeah. yeah. How are you going to treat my staff inside? And, and other guests. Yeah. You don't ex- want that. Exactly. Uh, one piece of advice, you're trying to get in the door at PDT or Death & Company. Just be the most normal version of yourself that you can possibly be. That's, Maybe that's friendly really, and energetic. Too. No, you don't patient. have to be. You don't have to be friendly. You've said patient like six times. <laughs> yeah. So patience is key to get into well, the Yeah, of course. But just <laughs> be a normal person. I mean, that's really. How do you? Okay, let's shift off really the negative right. sides of it because I don't <laughs> think that you deal with it a lot. It doesn't sound like you deal with it a lot. Um, uh, yeah, we, yeah, but but you, <laughs> <laughs> but you, Josh, you're. Santi's in the comfort of the bar. Exactly. Uh, she's answering the phone at 3 yeah. o'clock. And I have a locked door. And a locked yeah. door. Which You're outside yeah, yeah. in the rain, in the oh, snow, yeah. in the heat. Oh, yeah. All year long. Yeah. There's no time that the door person at Death & Co. isn't outside. How do you stay... Exactly. All of it. How do you not get frostbite? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you know, uh, the most important things are boots? the <laughs> extremities. Uh, really warm socks. Um, 
insulated <laughs> boots, uh, nice gloves, but you know, then we have the iPads, so you have to have those like touchscreen gloves, which are actually pretty thin. So what I do is do like the fingerless gloves and then the iPad touchscreen gloves underneath. Yeah. I found that works, and there's like a mitten that goes over the top of the keep the tips nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and just dress for the dress for the occasion. Um, you know, and just try to maintain a positive attitude. Right inside the door, we have a little heater though, so if it gets ever gets too crazy, just pop right inside, Hang warm up for minutes, a second, yeah. and uh, yeah. I mean, the good thing about uh, the winter months is I do see an increase in tips. You know, a little uh, call them pity tips. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I see that you're. Stuff for you know, rainy nights to get a little better. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but then you know we bastard. get these, uh, you know, fall nights, spring, summer, where it's just beautiful nights. There's nothing I'd rather be doing than uh, staying out there uh, in the East Village. You know, it's, it's the thing. Like you're the you're, you're the face of the bar. Uh, you know, I've gotten to know. Like the almost two years I've been doing this, got to know like all the neighbors, yeah, all their dogs walking by. You know, it's there's a lot of perks That's to the nice. job. Yeah. Oh, you get to see the sunset too. I oh, yeah. have not seen the sunset in years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> years. Yeah, no, it's, it's some amazing. beautiful sunsets there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, this has been fascinating, and I'm really glad that we got you guys on to talk about uh, an aspect of the business that I don't have to deal with very often. Obviously, Damon doesn't either. And I think, uh, <laughs> I, well, you, you deal with the kicking I out. Deal, I See, you're on the inside of the door of the bar. You're on the outside of the door of the bar. I'm behind the bar when I have to do this shit, <laughs> which is probably another episode that we need to get into uh, at another time, because uh, I've had to fly over the bar <laughs> at people oh, yeah, yeah. I, on more times than I really like to... It, <laughs> anyway, uh, well, yeah, yeah, that is a, an episode. That's another Consider episode. Consider a that. door guy. Yeah. yeah. Consider a professional door guy. Actually, I'm going to be a um, a dean. Well, I am a dean. I'm a dean of one of the schools at this year's Portland Cocktail Week. My my school of uh, training is bartending and hospitality. I think this definitely falls under hospitality. I might talk to one or both of you after the show about coming on and teaching a class about running the door. You want to fly out to Portland? Be fun. Um, I'm going to say thanks again both to Santi Diddy and uh, Josh Polina for being on the show. Um, and, and and then we need to wrap this thing up. But you and I, Damon, we're going yeah. to Cleveland this Cleveland, weekend. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Rock City. You know, uh, Tennessee Williams very famously said, um, in America, there are three cities. New York, New Orleans, and San Francisco. All the rest is Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it exactly we're going to Cleveland? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, we're going over we're there. Going to Porco Lounge. We're going over there to hang out with the team at Porco Lounge. Stefan Waz and his whole team. Um, we're gonna uh, be doing a, an event where we're gonna. Uh, uh, it's, it's a bitters and Amaro showdown. He's got like uh, tons of uh, Amari sponsors coming on board. Uh, I guess we're gonna have like a big family meal kind of thing. It's for industry only. So sorry uh, for the listeners who aren't industry. But if you're industry and you're living in Cleveland, this Sunday night at Porco Lounge. Um, I think there's about 20 different Amaro on the list, including, of course, Fernet Branca, because they love that stuff over there. Amaro Montenegro is on the list, I think. Um, and we're just going to be drinking Amaros and having a good time. I'm also going to give away a one. I only have one left until they come out. One copy of my book, I'm Just Here for the Drinks, uh, available now on Amazon.com. Um, I'm going to give away one copy of the book, as well as a whole bunch of uh, swag from all these Amari companies. We're doing a raffle, and it's all going to benefit... Um, 
this guy named John who works at the Noble Beast Brewing Company over there. He was on his bicycle like I was a year ago, and he, he uh, had an accident. He hit a pothole, busted his head, has a blood clot in his brain, has Jeez. to have emergency sur- surgery right away. So we're trying to raise some money for John from Noble Brewing Company. Uh, sorry, Noble Beast Brewing Company. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's what we're doing this weekend, and we're excited to do it. Um, upcoming shows. Next week, we've got Amy Zavato. She's going to be on talking about her new book, Prosecco Made Me Do It. <laughs> um, following that, we've got uh, Rob Morton uh, from uh, his new venture over in Brooklyn uh, called Voltaire. Pretty right. cool Southern-inspired bar. Yeah, um, that's just up the street from. That's between my house and my apartment, or my oh. my uh, bar and my apartment. Oh, have you been yet? I've I've, I've, I've not been, been once, but I got to go a few times while they're in construction because you know how I like checking on bars while they're in construction. I do too. Um, it's fascinating, but it looks great. It used to be it was a. Apartment 138 back in the day. Oh, right. And then uh, they did a re- really, really great job with it. The uh, They've got a big backyard. It's uh, it's sweet, man. I had a great burger there. Past that in no particular <laughs> order, uh, Charlotte Voisi, Ben Rojo, um, and Freddie Sarkis are all going to be on the show. Uh, so those are some upcoming shows. And uh, listen, if you want more from us, you can follow us, at, uh, follow us and ask questions on Instagram at Speakeasy Podcast or on Twitter at Speakeasy Radio. Uh, Damon's available at Damon Bolte. That's B-O-E-L-T-E on uh, Instagram. I'm, you can find me at Creative Drunk on all platforms. Uh, also, if you would, take a moment to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform. Give us a star rating, five if possible. And if you're visiting New York City or you're a resident, stop by the studio and hang out with us during an episode. Uh, reach out to us beforehand to make sure we're here because sometimes we're not. Uh, but we'd love to see you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's been a lot of fun having uh, recently having it. We've, we've done it a bunch. For a bunch like over the last couple of years. And now since we're trying to organize it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're not, like, completely packing the studio with a bunch of people. But we always usually Why have... Not? Well, I mean, like, we've got only finite space, you know. But, uh, but All of space is finite and infinite. <laughs> <laughs> That's another show, Souther. Oh, right. Cosmos. <laughs> That's when we have Neil deGrasse Tyson on. I, I do. Uh, um, I forgot to mention this real fast. We get this box of Q sodas here. Uh, Lindsay Madison uh, works for them now, and she sent us a whole box, a sample of all of their great. flavors. Very cool. Uh, so we got those on the bar now at Thanks, the, the new Speakeasy bar. Wanted to mention that. Very cool. Anyway, yeah, that's great. Take us out. Um, all right, cool. We will see you this weekend in Cleveland if you're around. We'll be Cleveland there Sunday, rocks. Sunday and Monday night. Yep. Uh, leaving Tuesday morning, but uh, please come out and uh, give us a shout. Uh, maybe we can meet up for a cocktail somewhere, um, or go with Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hell yeah. yeah. So uh, that's yeah. it for the Speakeasy this week. Thank you so much for being on the show Thank today. You. It's been a Thank real pleasure. So uh, very insightful. Um, check out Heritage Radio Network for many, many more programs like this one. Be sure to click on the beating heart to donate to the station. That's how we keep this going. And until next week, we'll see you. All right. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. 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 Thank you. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please 
Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.